0: Welcome to Under the Bleachers. This is a podcast that explores all things sports, all things queer, and the fabulous intersection where queer and sports meet. This podcast is
1: brought to you by Team DC, the nonprofit association of LGBTQ plus sports and recreation organizations in the Washington DC area. I'm Laura. I'm on the board of Team DC. I've played and loved sports my entire life, and I've played with the DC Fury's and Rogue Darts.
0: And I'm Gabe. I'm also on the board of Team DC, and I'm a diehard sports fan. I play with many of the Team D.C. sports member leagues, including the D.C. GFFL, Stonewall Kickball, Rogue Darts, Kara Bowling, and recently the Washington Scandals Rugby Football Club. And I also do a little drag on the side. We hope you enjoy this week's trip under the bleachers.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Laura. Today is February 8th, and I'm here to give you a quick update on Team D.C., Events do remain on hold as we all continue to deal with the impact of COVID-19, but we are hoping that some night out events are going to be possible this year, so stay tuned for news on that front. Team DC has partnered with Nelly's Sports Bar for an initiative called Heroes for Heroes to provide free meals to DC essential workers. February's Heroes for Heroes meal will be lunch delivered February 11th to the nurses and staff at Children's Hospital. The sponsors for February's meal are Team DC, DC Gay Flag Football League, DC Gay Basketball League, Embody Pure Fitness, Team DC board members Grace Thompson and Matt Lewis, and two Stonewall kickball teams, the Multiple Scorgasms and Secret Servers. If you or your organization want to participate in future Heroes for Heroes lunches, Team DC is collecting donations of $50 or more, and you can contact Brent Miner at brent at for more details. Team DC is now accepting applications for the 2021 Team DC College Scholarships. Team DC student athlete scholarships provide up to $2,000 of financial support to offset the cost of educational expenses. Scholarships are awarded to self-identified LGBTQ student athletes who have contributed to the sport in which they participate and enhanced the perception of the LGBTQ community as a result of their contributions and involvement. Scholarships are given to graduating high school seniors in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area who will attend an accredited two- or four-year college or university. Candidates must demonstrate dedication to both academic and athletic excellence, as well as show promise as an LGBTQ role model. If you are a student athlete or are affiliated with area educational institutions, go to teamdc.org or email scholarship at teamdc.org for more information. Under the Bleachers is coming back. Our Season 2 premiere episode will drop on March 29th, just in time for March Madness. Mark your calendars because you won't want to miss it. And on March 22nd, we will be posting a special Ask Me Anything Q&A with your hosts, me and Gabe. We are going to make each other answer listener questions, so please ask us anything. Email us your questions about queer things, sport things. DC things, us, or anything else you want to, to podcast at teamdc.org by March 15th. This week, we are revisiting our Season 1 interview with Team DC member club Rogue Darts. If you missed it the first time around, now's a great time to give it a listen. We hope you enjoy it, and
0: here it is. And we're here with Michael Hahn from Rogue Darts. Michael, would you like to say hi? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Um, can you tell us a little bit
2: more about Rogue Darts? Perfect, yeah. So so Rogue Darts is uh, one of the in real leagues in uh, Team DC. Uh, we play uh, two different kinds of seasons throughout the year. So we have a uh, winter and a summer season uh, that's on Thursday nights and uh, you know, uh, has probably our bigger season. And then we have uh, Tuesday night flights, uh, which runs in the fall and the spring, uh, where it's a little bit smaller, but more intense competition. So you know, I mean, as intense as darts can get, but uh, it's all for charity and, and we really have a good time. All right, So, Michael, um, we understand Rogue is a charity league. Can you explain how that
1: works and how the money makes it from you to the charities?
2: So um, each different team in our league uh, decides on what charity they want to support. Um, of course, there's a lot of teams in the league that uh, choose LGBTQ charities, um, both in town and across the country that they're going to support. So um, everything from uh, local organizations like Casa Ruby to big organizations like HRC, um, and not just LGBTQ, but uh, we have a lot of love for animals, things like City Dog Rescue or Homeward Trails Alliance, um, and a lot of different uh, human rights organizations too. Uh, uh, Doctors Without Borders comes to mind. So as teams play throughout the season, um, they get uh, ranked within their own divisions. Um, and then we have a big playoff at the end. So if you win your division or if you win the playoff, you win some money for your charity.
0: You see, that's really cool because I know uh, both Laura and I also play dirt, um, And yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good opportunity to win some money for your charity. Um, can you talk about how much money has been donated so far and how many years the league has been going? Um so uh I believe the, the league so the league has been around for
2: a number of years, uh I believe since twenty twelve. Uh and we've donated over sixty thousand dollars to various charities.
1: Well that is a good accomplishment, um, to say the least. And Gabe mentioned Gabe, both Gabe and I have participated in um rogue darts and in Tuesday night flights, and I know we've um our team has been lucky enough to give some money to smile and some money to, um, the humane society. So it really is a very cool organization and a very cool way to do some good while you're having a lot of fun. Um, do you want to speak Michael a little bit about, um, how big the teams are and, um, how many people kind of play week to
2: week? Definitely. So each team in the league has six people on it. Uh, for Tuesday night flights, uh, that goes down to four, so it's a little bit more nimble play. And uh, you can play as many as all six players on your team or as few as two. Um, so it's really, you know, it makes it nice and flexible, so whoever shows up uh, has the ability to play, uh, but you get a lot of good chance to interact with, with other team members and get to know a lot of people around the league. Uh, Michael, how did you get involved in darts? Were you a darter before, or is this all kind of new, too? I was totally not a darter before, uh, and I'm not especially sporty. Um, you know, I, I think uh, track and field is is uh, my chosen sport, but uh, it's a little hard to do that uh, socially. So when I got to D.C., uh, we were looking for, my partner and I were looking for uh, something that we could play together. Uh, but also you know get get a bunch of our friends uh and just have a good time and darts was perfect. What I really like about it is that it is an incredibly social sport uh you know anytime that you're not up there throwing or uh when your team isn't playing uh you get the chance to just interact with everyone else in the league um and it's one of those things that you know has really carried us uh we've been playing since twenty fourteen so um Every year you're going to meet a new group of people and uh, it's, you know, you get a little bit better every year, but uh, it's always more about the people that you're getting to play against.
1: Michael, do you know anything about um, Rogue's sponsorship or participation in the Sin City Classic?
2: Yeah. So Rogue has been a big part of the Sin City Classic, uh, which is uh, played out uh, in Vegas. Uh, They've been organizing uh, both some of the main tournament and some side tournaments uh, that they've been uh, participating in with some of our, our friendly leagues from around the country. Um, it's one of those events that, uh, you know, is a chance for us to get a little bit more sort of like national interest and, and, you know, some other leagues have, have picked up darts um, once they've seen, you know, that it can be played in, in a sort of league sort sort of way. um and I certainly want to go out to it. uh one of our other organizers austin is a is a big player out there and and really enjoys it
1: so do you expect that Rogue is going to continue to host or sponsor um the sin city classic in going forward?
2: I really hope so. I know there's definitely um the interest to keep doing it. you know let's hope that sooner rather than later, we can all get into uh, big events like that again.
1: Gotcha. And it's um, in January every year, is that correct?
0: Yep, that's right. All right. So let's say you're a brand new person to DC or a brand new person to Darts. Um, How do you play or
2: what exactly do you do? So Darts is great because it's one of those games that you can jump right into. The rules are not complicated. And generally, as uh, one or two spots open up in a team, you have a built-in group of people to, to play with, some of whom have been playing for a while and, and can really get you up to speed. Or you can start a whole new team by yourself and uh, you know, bring in five of your friends and just learn the game as you play. The game that we play is cricket. Uh, so you're trying to hit uh, any of the numbers from uh, 15 up to 20 three times uh, and then hit the bullseye three times. So it's an easy game to, to get the hang of, uh, but a hard game to, uh, get really good at. (laughs)
1: Michael, um, I know a lot of people have asked me because they're afraid if they have to do math and darts, do you find you have to do a lot of math?
2: Oh my gosh, that is where apps have absolutely saved us. So of course there's an app that does all the scoring for you. Um, so they, they do it all yourself. Uh,
1: that's good news. I think probably you probably you scare people away if you tell them you have to do math for sure. Um, so with my darts team, I think we're a little bit of darts team and a little bit of drinking team. Do you find that drinking helps you play darts
2: or, or are you a, a teetotaler during the- definitely played against some teetotaler teams, but I can't say that they're any better than the teams that just get out there and uh, support <laughs> the bars that we are playing at. Um, so, we are definitely not a teetotaler team, but we find that there's a bell curve to how good you are. So, you can start with, you know, a beer or two. By about the third beer, you're probably hitting pretty well, but any more than that, and uh, the wall gets the beating. So, you close up the wall. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's still padded, so, you know, there's <laughs> there's no damage, really,
0: but... <laughs> I mean, I do have a friend who says that he'll only play sports where you can have a beer in one hand and play the actual sport. So darts is definitely up his alley. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, and you know,
0: uh,
2: darts is one of those perfect games because it was essentially popularized in bars. So all the games are pretty much adapted to you being able to play uh, while you're at a bar. I mean... You really have to go from, only have to go from 15 to 20. So it's, it's not complex math that we're working on.
1: <laughs> that seems as good a time as any to me to plug the bars that sponsor the league and where you guys play. Can you tell
2: everybody about that? Absolutely. So uh, our regular league is played at Nelly's. Nelly's has been a fantastic sponsor of the Darts League uh, for a number of years now. And we actually take up most of the bar when we're playing. Uh, The entire top floor and then half of the bottom floor um, is all for uh, the league play. Uh, We set up uh, eight different boards around the place. um, And so you can come and practice, you can play, um, and you have uh, friendly bartenders that are always there ready and waiting for you.
1: And how about Tuesday Night Flights?
2: Tuesday Night Flights is over at Pitcher's. Uh, so it's a great place, uh, with a lot of boards and
0: great bars. All right, so we were kind of talking about it a little before, but one of the best parts of being on a team is coming up with your team name. So what are some of your favorites, and how did you come out with, uh, come up with your name?
2: So, um, I'm also a member of the Cornhole League, so we decided just for ease, we would find a name that worked well for both. So we are Throws Before Bros. Uh, So, you know, both both with Darts and Cornhole, you're you're set right there. Um, Gosh, there are so many uh, great names out there. Um, Groove is in the Dart was definitely a favorite. Um, Dart Vader's has been really good. And, you know, back in the days that Game of Thrones was popular, the Flight's Watch uh, was right (laughs) up there, and everyone was envious that they came out with it. Um, We're going to see what the next, like, Great
0: sensation is in team names. I mean, I think still one of my favorite is, still, is uh, Coal Miner's Darter. Yes. And then ours was supposed to be uh, My Tips Don't Lie. So watch out for the next season. Tips Don't Lie will be out there. I really like that. So, you know, we have had
2: to... Um, we've never censored a name, but we've always been... Um, curious about some of the choices behind some of the, the more um, explicit names that have come out. So, you know, every once in a while, we kind of circle back to a team and and ask them about uh, how they've how they've chosen a name. Uh, and sometimes they they decide to come up with one that's going to look better on a check going out to charity.
1: I, I can imagine that that can uh, come into a problem. I've always liked sort of the, there's a couple Golden Girls themed names. Those ones are pretty good, too, but... But yeah, I, I think that overall, the league is pretty creative, and I enjoy the uh, the just making up the team name can be one of the funnest parts of the season. Um, Michael, um, if we could talk for a couple minutes, you know, we, Team DC, obviously, Rogue is a member club of Team DC, but Team DC is an umbrella organization, um, centers its mission around inclusivity and promotion of sports participation in the LGBT community. Can you share any thoughts um, on why inclusivity is important to you personally um, or to Rogue as an organization?
2: Absolutely. So, I mean, I think with um, sports in general, uh, a lot of LGBTQ people have felt like they haven't had as much of a connection to sports. Uh, Maybe that's because of uh, experiences that they had when they were growing up or, uh, because of the way that that sports culture has in some ways you know marginalized lgbtq people um, but I really feel like these intramural sports leagues uh give people a chance to take back sports that they love um, and to find new sports that they can grow to love um, inclusivity is is really one of the the hallmarks of not only all the rogue sports um but clearly everything that that team d c does and you see both in, you know, the, the sports, the wide variety of sports that they have. And then, you know, as you look around those clubhouses, um, you see just um, everyone coming together in a really uh, competitive way, but, but in a way that that's, that's bringing people together. And one of the things that really stands out about the sports that we do is that it's, it's for a good cause.
0: One of the cool things that I noticed uh, this past season um, was the partnership that Rogue Darts had with Mary Center. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that and how that
2: came about? Absolutely. So Mary Center has been just uh, a a big supporter of um, Rogue Darts. Uh, They would come every week and do testing for STDs and uh, including um, HIV uh, there at um, Nellie's. So um, they've been able to provide that as a as a service, um, and uh, have really uh, gone out of their way to make sure that that that's something that um, team members have um, available to them, both right there at the games and as a uh, resource in the community uh, for you know them, their their partners, and their families.
0: All right. So we know darts is a pretty social, um, league. Can you talk about the other events that go that happen throughout the year?
2: Um, Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we always have an opening event. Uh, so it's just a a social time for teams to get together, meet each other, you know, since you're in divisions, you can get to know some of the other folks in your division. Uh, we always try to, you know, get our t-shirts out, um, to the different teams then maybe with a little bit of swag. Um, and then, Throughout um, each of the seasons, whenever we can, we try to find some other social event that we can put together. Um, usually, something that highlights some of our charities, but all you know, always something that it gives people a chance to, to socialize, raise some money, and bring you know different teams, different divisions together. So um, we've done that just as um, social events over at uh, some of our host bars, um, either pitchers or Nellies. Uh, but we've also done pup crawls um that always end up at 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 one of our host bars um so you get a chance to to see the neighborhood the neighborhood gets a chance to you know see some of the things that the the teams are doing meet and uh you know we get a lot of good drinks
1: that sounds terrific i'm sure everybody enjoys having an extra day of drinking during the season um so as the representative of the darts league i i wanted to play a little uh, game with you i pulled up a couple of um darts Slang terms off the internet, and I was. I want to see if you can guess what any of them mean. Are you, uh, are you game to play along? Oh,
2: nice. Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: Dave, which one should we ask him first? Uh, what do you think a bag of nuts is? A bag of nuts.
2: Um, that is clearly when your drink is empty and the ice is just rattling around in your glass. <laughs>
1: That is a fantastic cool. answer, unfortunately, the answer is scoring forty five points in a round, and I can't at all guess why that is
2: no, <laughs> can I, you that guess? is that was definitely my second guess.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Um, can you guess what a diaper dart is
2: uh diaper dart I would say that that is when it hits um outside of the cork entirely and just goes right into the soft cushion around it. <laughs>
1: That's a pretty good guess. The According to the internet, a diaper dart is when your dart misses what it was aimed at, but accidentally scores well on another target. And that happens to me every turn, so I'm going to keep that in mind
2: for next season. I thought that was just called playing the game. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... who knows who makes up these
1: slang terms? Probably
0: people that are really good at darts. I don't know. I'm, so... I don't know. I wonder what the term is. is that if uh, one of my old team members used to hit ketchup bottles at Nellie's, that's got to be mean something.
1: <laughs> just miss the miss the board altogether and hit a ketchup bottle. I don't know. All right, how about a bed and <laughs> breakfast? Can you guess, Michael, what a bed and breakfast means? Uh,
2: I'm I'm guessing that that is when you get two darts um in the same wedge just. Really close to each other, they're absolutely having a weekend out together.
1: Oh, that's I, I, that's pretty close. So, uh, according to the internet, a bed and breakfast is when you score twenty six points in a round by hitting a single twenty, a single five,
2: and a single one.
1: So it's the basic idea. Because I have the never scored that then... <laughs>
2: much at a bed and breakfast, so. <laughs>
1: All right. That's fair. Although, you know, the five and the one, they are on either side of the 20. So I think you were getting along the right lines with your guess.
2: Well, Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, clearly I need to make up my own slang dictionary for darts.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now
2: I know that the uh, centermost hole in a bullseye is a Hummer spot. Oh, right. How did I forget the Hummer spot? I feel like that's going to be the name of our next uh, social event for Rogue Darts. (laughs) (laughs) well you heard it first
1: all right that is terrific news for everybody who plays darts um michael we have to sign off unfortunately but before we let you go do you want to let everybody know where they can find more information about rogue darts if they want to come out and play
2: absolutely um so uh we'll be playing um again soon uh, i'm sure uh, either on Tuesdays at Pitchers or on Thursdays at Nelly's. And you can find out more about the league uh, and how to sign up and register um, at rlsports.org slash darts.
1: Great. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today. I had fun chatting and hopefully we can do it again soon.
2: This was great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Under the Bleachers under the bleachers is proudly produced by and a product of team dc for more information about team dc please visit www.teamdc.org
1: we want to give credit to Ralph elston a team dc board member for the design of our logo also our intro and outro music is provided by dc's different drummers marching band and was composed by travis gettinger you can always find Under the Bleachers at underthebleachers.podbean.com and our podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to our podcast and share us with a friend so that we can all keep meeting under the bleachers.
0: Under the Bleachers is hosted by Team DC Vice President Laura Prayer and Team DC Board Member for Fundraising Gabriel Hernandez. All views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and the participants on under the bleachers and do not express the views of Team DC.